Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bernstein and Holmes. I hate being a fan of this team. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And we saw the frustration from Travis Kelsey on Christmas Day throwing the helmet. That's exactly what he did when he came off the sidelines, throwing it down again in frustration. Isaiah Pacheco also frustrated, went up and down the bench, apologizing to everyone. Spent a lot of time with offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. He cannot afford to have Pacheco lose confidence in himself. Andy Reid saying to him, hold it high and tight, high and tight all day. Tracy Wolfson on CBS yesterday was the best member of their crew. Yep. She, was, on she it. was outstanding. And I love the number of people who pointed out the time we spent this year because of the whole Carissa Thompson kerfuffle mm. and talking about how they don't matter. And yes, they do. Sideline reporters really do matter. Mm-hmm. And I hope Carissa Thompson was watching. Mm. And I hope that she understood the job that Tracy Wolfson did. In the biggest game of the year, she was the most important part of the CBS crew, who I think did for their respective jobs relative to whatever baseline you want. She was the best member of their crew. Well, remember that during the Amazon broadcast immediately after Carissa Thompson made her admission, Kaylee Hartung was the best member of that crew Mm. and did an incredible job of letting you know what was going on in the sidelines in both of those games getting you updated on, like, serious injury stuff. Like, I thought that she put on a real clinic in front of Carissa Thompson yeah. on how you're supposed to do the job. And so you, you guys had Andrea Kramer on last week yeah. at some point, right? Like yes. She, she was exceptional in that role for years where there, there's a level of aggression that you need to be willing to, to get into because you're going into tense moments, and it's not like a basketball broadcast where you literally can step into the huddle with a team, but a football sideline with all the bodies and traffic that's roaming around there and whether it is a player going into the blue injury tent or if it is an interaction with a coach and a player on the sideline. And I mean, honestly, just, just, you know, fully, uh, just being, you know, fully, uh, transparent, transparent on it. Yeah. I mean, there will be times where if, if you're a player or a coach and you see a sideline reporter who you don't completely trust, then maybe you, you're more guarded with your interaction in front of that individual, as opposed to, I I can just kind of let it rip here and I can kind of be myself and knowing that that individual isn't going to go out of their way to make you look bad. And is it something you're fully aware of at times? No, but you certainly, when there's somebody who's kind of outside your normal sort of interaction space, somebody who's not a player, not a coach, you see them roaming by, you're aware that you're on TV. Certainly last night, but in in all broadcast scenarios, you're aware you're on TV and the sideline. When you see somebody walking up, that has got a microphone nearby. If you're, conscious of that then it can impact the way that you're interacting there in that moment and I'm not saying Travis Kelsey went over there knowing that you know that Tracy Wolfson was nearby and said I'm going to run over Andy Reid regardless but just to speak to what it kind of takes to be excellent in those scenarios the tension the bodies that are there to still be able to get in there get nearby and deliver succinct information where you got to get in and out at times too where the ball's getting ready to get snapped it can be hard in from the booth 
to really get in and out in a timely manner. And the best sideline reporters to tell the full arc of the story that we just heard from Tracy Wolfson there before they actually snap the next the, the ball again next. That's that's what sideline reporting is at its best. She she actually had mentioned that. I think Dan, you were off. I think Layla and I talked with Tracy mm-hmm. when she was on the show, and she talked about like how important the the job is. I, I want to go back to the actual incident though. Mm-hmm. This is four incidents that I count. I don't watch every Chiefs game, but Mm. in the preseason, he started two fights in camp. Then there was the incident on Christmas, and then there was this one. When you're watching him, and in the Christmas one, Andy Reid was like, yeah, don't give him his helmet back because he's not going back in the game yet. Now, you're probably not going to do that in the Super Bowl, but what did you think of seeing Travis Kelsey be that demonstrative with Andy Reid on the sideline yesterday. I definitely thought he was doing too much. I mean, you know, it's one thing. Players will will slam their helmets frequently and, you know, little pieces will fly off at some point. You got to go get the chin strap or somebody's got to run over and get your, your cheek pad or something like that. All right, let me tighten up the face mask for you. But on the whole, slamming a helmet is one thing. To, to go and damn near headbutt your head coach and almost knock him, toppling him over. Yeah, to, to me, that does matter. To me, that is doing too much. It, it is something that most individuals wouldn't get away with. And if it was a different game, maybe Travis Kelsey wouldn't have got away with it. But it does show a lack of composure. In An amazing football player, one of the best of all time, but that shows a willingness, a propensity to lose his composure in moments like that. And, you know, whether it is a, a coach to player or a player to coach, when those things happen, yes, it is it, it, incredibly intense on the sidelines during a football game. And I can only imagine even how much more intense it is during the Super Bowl. But between the two teams, and yes, both were sloppy in the first half, but in multiple reports from Tracy Wolfson about how things were flowing on the sideline during the game, it was Kansas City that was the squad that was that was more seemingly you know, sort of beyond the bounds of their composure. Yeah, how many team meetings? You had Chris Jones. You know, right. You, you saw all of it. But to physically assault your coach? Come on. I mean, you're doing way too much. You know, you go over there. If you want to shout something real quick, usually you see a player, if they're going to shout something at a coach, they're kind of walking away from the coach, shouting something to them, just to mm-hmm. let you know I mean it. But I'm not about to get up in your grill. Andy Reid's trying to, like, you know, design the next series of plays, and he's down there getting toppled over by Travis Kelsey. So it's one of those things where the Chiefs, just like the Dubs of Draymond Green, you know, the Chiefs will handle this and move on from it. They've won another championship. But in most other scenarios, that, that would be well beyond being excused from anyone. I'll make this prediction. Whether today, whether at the parade, or it's one thing for everybody to laugh it off right now. I think on his podcast, maybe, on the Kelsey Brothers podcast, Travis knows that that's a terrible look. The meme, mm. the memes are terrible. I think we'll see some form of awareness of that, if not a full public apology. I would certainly hope so, and and I would imagine it will probably happen. And again, because of the level they're winning at, is why it's able to be sort of excused and in some ways laughed yeah, off. They by lose a lot that of game. That's not funny. No, not not at in all. the least. They don't and, have and fun with that. He's being raked over the coals, and his public image being raked yep. over the coals that much more. But because they win the game, he's able to go to the podium and be the party guy again, and the images on social media, them celebrating afterwards. Then folks move on with the storyline that much more quickly. But that's that that's an issue in most, in nine other scenarios out of ten, in 11 other scenarios out of ten, that's an issue aside from one of the best players of all time on the sideline during a Super Bowl. What did you think of how Brock Purdy played? I thought Brock Purdy looked like Brock Purdy. He is a good football player who is not amongst the elite at his position in the sport. 
But Brock Purdy was playing better than Patrick Mahomes throughout the entire first half. He was more in rhythm. He was more decisive. He missed throws because Brock Purdy misses throws. But he made throws as well and sometimes throwing guys open towards the sideline on out routes. So I, I thought he played well. Um, you know, in the second half of the game, there, there were certainly moments where they started to heat him up more, where, and especially for a guy like Brock Purdy, who is mobile as a quarterback and as an athlete, but then don't allow him to just sit there and decide when it's time to use his mobility. Once they started to get some pressure going and, you know, there were some opportunities there. Tony Romo was pointing some of them out where you get a whip route going and maybe that's the one that decides the game, but the blitz comes. Purdy's got to kind of sail the ball out there a little bit and couldn't make it happen. So there's a couple of those throws where when they did actually go with some blitz pressure that Brock Purdy wasn't able to make them pay for it. It will likely be a scenario that plays out similar to to Jimmy G. You know, if we get into next season and and it feels that much more like Brock Purdy is some kind of limiting factor between Kyle Shanahan and the Super Bowl, where now – I think in three Super Bowls, one is the OC and two is the head coach, there's more questions now than ever of whether or not Kyle Shanahan is part of the limiting factor from Kyle Shanahan winning a Super Bowl here. But in the end, I don't think there's any legitimate case that Brock Purdy is what's holding San Francisco back from a championship formula but at the same time. It's silly to think that that means he is amongst the elite at his position in the sport. Like Baker Mayfield would be an upgrade from Brock Purdy. Kirk Cousins would be an upgrade from Brock Purdy. To me, that's not saying anything negative about Brock, about Brock Purdy. That's There are good quarterbacks in football who are not amongst the elite at their position who are better than Brock Purdy, while at the same time, Brock Purdy has shown he is a good football player capable of making plays in the NFL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You sure you take Kirk Cousins over Brock Purdy? I would. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would, I too. Okay. I don't have no, a lot I'm of doubt not, over that. I'm not think, necessarily. I'm just. Although you're coming off this injury at his age. Oh, well, yeah. Right. That yeah. probably yeah, that's even. I mean. That would be a healthy Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. I mean, a, a healthy Kirk Cousins. I mean. You know, we, we haven't seen Kirk Cousins advance to NFC title game, two Super Bowl stages, and that sort of thing. He was dancing at NFL Honors, though, wasn't he? He's, Looked healthy-ish. I think, think he's fine. Looked healthy-ish. You know, I mean, he, he has made a lot of plays and a lot of throws. And if nothing else, Brock Purdy has shown that, you know, whatever we think of as like the quote-unquote clutch gene, throughout this playoff run, Brock Purdy, in bad games, has had the final drive or two where he's gotten his game going, which can be really difficult to do when you're just not in rhythm in a football game. He definitely deserves credit for that. That's something that Kirk Cousins, conversely, at least in primetime games and playoff games, hasn't done as much. He has led a lot of comebacks in the NFL, certainly, uh, but on the biggest stages where Kirk Cousins hasn't necessarily been at his best. But like, just which one is a better football player right now? It's not a doubt in my mind. It's Kirk Cousins. Did you have to cover the TV at halftime? Oh, not in the least. Not okay, least. I just wanted to no. make sure that Kelly wasn't, you know, one <laughs> no. of these women where, she like, she would go, go, go on tour and now <laughs> you're all by yourself. She was trying to figure out how old Usher was because, I mean, you know, Usher's basically our age. Me and Kelly are both in our mid-40s at this point. So as Usher, she's thinking, like, wait, is he still, like, 
35 or something? I'm like, no, nah, man. Usher's been out since the 90s, man. Yeah, Usher's he's in been his 40 30, somewhere. 30 years of Usher. Yeah, so no, nah, but I mean, you know. God, hey, that's wild. For being 45, I, I had to pull up his age. Like, yeah, man, Usher's 45. Usher's a little bit older than me. Get your mind right. I did the but, same uh, when I saw Christopher Walken. How old he is? 75? 74. 80. Is he 80? Is he really? That was one of my favorite commercials was Christopher Walken. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to. That's next segment. For okay, us all right. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. I enjoyed that just because everybody's got a Christopher Walken impression that they do. So just him, that's got to be his daily life. That's probably legitimately what he and goes it through. Probably annoys the hell out of him. <laughs> just think about him driving around and folks just doing him to him. That's got to be a good Look, time. But my we enjoyed watch. The, yeah, right. But we, we enjoyed the halftime show and all the special appearances. I hadn't looked into who was supposed to be out there. So it was a, a 180 sort of experience for us because when, when Kelly and I were in Atlanta when I was with the Falcons, we went and saw Alicia Keys. And John Legend, this is back a good, whatever, 20 years ago-ish now, but John Legend opened for Alicia Keys at the Fabulous Fox Theater. And then Usher came out as a special guest during that show we went to in Atlanta. So we're seeing, like, you know, we're just waiting on John Legend to pop out at halftime last night. Like, oh, here's, here's Alicia coming out of nowhere. They're doing their thing. We're just waiting on John Legend to come too. But I guess you only need – uh, one pianist during a halftime show at a time. It's true. Pianist. It's true. But I, I like the way that she was. Back to Mark Wahlberg and his commercial for a second. <laughs> I like the way that she was brought out there. Like, that was just, like, I thought that was so dope. And mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of her. Yeah. And not Alicia Keys, of but the her, artist. Her. her. Right, yeah. And seeing her come out there and do the guitar solo for You Got Didn't It she Bad. almost move like Prince? Like, she holds yes. the guitar really low. You, you can tell you that can, that's an influence. Right, right. And she just looks cool with everything she does, and the riffs are stellar at all times. Yeah, that was a nice uh, ode to, and, and my, I took it as a bit of an ode to Prince with her being out there. Then, of course, everybody else, you could like Luda being out there for like a brief moment. Just got a brief moment of Luda, and that was great. It, you know, yeah, I, Little I John being halftime. in the crowd. It was kind of like the halftime show was basically for our age group. Yes. Basically, for everybody who was in the like 90s and early 2000s hip hop and R&B, it was I, for you. I felt that, that 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 halftime show was very, like there were layers of it, but it was clearly for <laughs> mid-40-somethings, uh-huh. probably black, uh-huh. probably southern. Right. Because yeah. there was there was a lot the of ATL, ATL stuff yep. Yep. that was going on there. And like the beginning of it was clearly like what his Vegas residency is, where it's just like there's all sorts of stuff going on and there's gymnastics and Right. It's all, almost like Cirque du Soleil breaks yes. out for a little while here early. But but then like once he got into it, you're like, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I see exactly who this is for now. Right. And had the Kappas come out there. Uh-huh. You know, so you had that, you had HBCU stepping yep. going on. You yep. had skate culture <laughs> going on. You had Atlanta strip club culture going on there. I thought it was fantastic. As long as there's lemon pepper wings at some point. <laughs> I'm sure after. <laughs> Somebody would need a styrofoam container of lemon pepper wings. I'm, I'm sure afterwards. It's not too heavy on the lemon pepper. I like a little bit. But, but see, I, I like that that's uh, what, what Bishop is all about now. Mm-hmm. This is now my thing of. When I'm going to rib places, hmm. like I want the ribs dry. I'll decide uh, how much sauce there needs to be. Uh-huh. And and if right. you're slathering your ribs in sauce, what are you hiding? Well, you're I trying feel to hide like you've got right. bad ribs. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Just give it to me dry. Just give yep. me like I'll pay. I'll pay the extra. I'll pay the seventy five cents for it on the side. Rib. Yep, and let me figure out how let much. Let me have one rib. How much for one rib? You got change for a hundred. <laughs> Big Ant, thanks for coming by. Appreciate you, fellas.